At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of the numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio. It is Gil Alexander. Thanks for joining us again. Another shout out to, to uh, Jeff Parlay, producer number five, who was here the last couple weeks. And as I mentioned at the uh, top of the show, was uh, Spectaculare, I believe is what the review was the last two weeks. Not only doing this show, but also doing primetime action with Adam Candy and crew. So thank you to uh, Jeffrey, producer number five, with producer number seven. Do you guys. Uh, you guys get along? You guys fight? Were you okay? There was no fighting. It was a very uh, uh, productive and uh, mutually beneficial couple of weeks. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> very nice. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, five and seven getting together. By we the way, we even had six on for. We had Danny Burke on there for a second really? as well. So yeah, we had uh, almost almost a quorum. Almost almost a quorum. By the way, since we're bringing up old producers, uh, producer number three, the great Jorge Mondaca, people will remember from this show. Um, last night we were watching, not me and Jorge, but I was watching the Gold Cup, which the finals was here um, in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, Mexico versus the United States. And I don't for, for those who are longtime numbers game listeners, you will remember this, that the greatest single contribution that producer number three, Jorge Mondaca, had to this show um, was that he would we would have soccer games beginning globally while we were on the air and he would stare up at the screen like literally I'd be doing the show he'd have his back to me he'd be staring up at the screen at the screen and I'd be like Jorge what are you doing he goes I am Jorge, Jorge would say to me he goes Gil 
I'm assessing the the uh, the passion in the anthems being sung. And he would make his soccer picks based on anthem passion. And so last night, uh, the passion of Mexico singing their national anthem, much greater than that of the Americans. And I think I have to text Jorge today and say that his anthem passion thing is done because uh, the USA ends up winning it 1-0 in extra time. Just when you thought it was going to PKs, uh, the USA puts the biscuit in the basket. So, so much for uh, producer number three's anthem, uh, anthem passion theory. Uh, by the way, Jason, while I was gone, I was in D.C., by the way, uh, with the parents, with uh, fashion stylist Debbie Song. And um, I went twice, by the way. The mosquitoes, of course, calling the, air- the airport to make sure that my plane was arriving on time both times. My body is disfigured by the mosquitoes. That's what happened with me over two weeks. Uh, you... Can we can we share what you do, producer number number seven, Jason Kahn? Sure, let's do it. Okay, so you also, you moonlight as a Uber driver, correct? That is correct. Okay, so you drive around, <laughs> you drive around town, uh, and your name that comes up, if I call an Uber, and I'll never know that it's you because you go by your first name, which is? Ira. Ira, okay. I.J. Kahn, everybody, producer number seven. So what happened? Who who uh, who got you in an Uber? Who called so you? Up? I get a call on Friday afternoon uh, from Bill from the Golden Gate, and uh, I thought to myself, "There's a chance um, that that might be uh, Bill Eighty, uh, our esteemed leader and CEO here at Vicent. Right. And uh, sure enough, COO by COO, the way. Sorry, uh, yeah. I mean to just don't offend Brian. Mess up the title yeah. there. No, that's okay. Apologies. Yeah. Um, but in any event, yeah, I, I pull. I, in my mind, I thought, well, maybe it's him. It was a small B. Uh, uh, you know, when it came in, I know he usually signs his name with a small B. And uh, as I rolled up, I recognized him and and started, uh, you know, hey, how's it going? I know this guy and <laughs> and chatting with him and kind of forgot to realize that he may not have recognized me because I had my mask on and definitely didn't know probably my first name so <laughs> he had no idea who I were. don't think he had any clue yeah. and, and I was talking to him like you know we were best buds and uh, I'm sure a couple minutes into the uber ride he, he figured it out but uh, it probably was not as obvious to him who he was getting into an uber with now this is this has haunted you a bit since because you are you thinking to yourself now I don't think he knows who I am at all were you thinking that at all no, I, I just I, I could tell as I sort of reflected back on it that that he was not sure. And and uh, and I did mention at some point that uh, that I uh, had just gotten gotten done uh, working with Jeff Parles for two weeks. Yeah. And I uh, was super excited about that. And, and I think it all clicked for him at that moment. But I haven't actually had a chance. To this was such a missed opportunity for you. Because if he didn't know who you were, you could have played like, you know, Vista listener and you could have just completely swayed him with your opinion percent. on anything. Yeah. You've been like, you know, that producer who does a numbers game is fantastic. Yes. And you could have just bashed other people too if you wanted to. Right. Yeah. You could have taken it any way that you, that you I wanted I was totally to. incognito there, I think. I don't think he would have recognized me if I didn't start uh, right. talking right away. So we'll have to circle back and see uh, his interpretation of that. I, I'm sure Bill will, tell, will let us know if he knew at all who you were for those for that ride. Was he polite? It was great. He, he tipped me well. It was wonderful. Okay, just want to make sure. Skill Alexander. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com, the Visa app. Wherever you're taking us in, we appreciate it. Let's bring him in from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. Haven't had the uh, chance to talk to him on air for a couple weeks, obviously. It's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? 
Good morning, Gil. It's, it's good to be back. It, it seems like we have a lot to talk about today. Oh, man, we got so much to talk about. Um, I want to get to your your awards thoughts here momentarily. First, though, because we didn't get to talk at the trade deadline, I talked to Paul Spore about this earlier. Uh, obviously, the Dodgers getting Scherzer and Trey Turner was the biggest thing. What did you see as the most impactful move otherwise? Or was it, perhaps... The fact that the Padres didn't get those two guys. Where where did you where, where did you think the biggest move made was beyond that? Chris Bryant to San Francisco was a pretty big deal. Rizzo to New York. Those were uh, those were both needle moving uh, moves for me. I think Rizzo's uh, acclimated well to the Yankees already. He's he's one of those guys that kind of just looks natural in pinstripes. Sure does. Sure does. And uh, and Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez, all Homer in their debuts for their respective teams. Obviously, Baez goes to the Mets. Um, what what about the NL East? I was saying earlier that they're, you know, the Nationals, taking a flyer on the Nationals. I was mentioning I, I got it at 80 to 1 yesterday, and they respected my bet so much they moved it to 100 to 1. Um, <laughs> this is This is a division where no one seemingly wants it. Right, the Mets obviously have a Degrom problem. He's not back till September, and the Phillies, who you would think, based on talent, I mean that top six in the batting order is spectacular. You would think with Wheeler and crew that they would have the upper hand, but yet they don't seem to be making any moves, uh, any move beyond just you know they can't get anything together. I should say momentum-wise, Braves obviously don't have Acuna. They made some moves at the trade deadline, but nothing cataclysmic. Um, what about a team like the Nationals? You know, I, I think if if I told you I, I like Nationals, most people would say I'm crazy. They just traded all their players. They don't have a bullpen. Their pitching staff isn't excellent. What do I possibly see that makes me want to bet more money on the Nationals and keep throwing, you know, more money on them? And for me, I, I've I've said this multiple times. I've said this to you in private. I've talked about it on Twitter. It's simply I just looked at their schedule for – uh, the next, mm-hmm. say, the next month, next five weeks, and there's that there's that big little trip where they have uh, they have like 12 games versus the Mets, and in what like I want to say like 25 days or something or 30 days they play the Mets 12 times. You know, if, if you win all those games, you, you you might pass the Mets, and in between all those games, the Mets have to go play the Dodgers and the Giants 13 times. So. The, the the path for them to to you know jump ahead in the divisions right there. It's, you know you, you pointed out the Braves too. The Braves since the All Star break have not won consecutive games. They've gone win loss win loss win loss. Yes, every game since the All Star break. In fact, I was putting together those records since the All-Star break yesterday that we showed moments ago, and it's exactly what I noticed about the Braves. They had the funniest or the strangest uh, trajectory since, exactly what they've been doing since uh, since the break. Um, okay, I mentioned earlier that, or we talked about earlier, the fact that, okay, you know, there's the Rays. I'd be remiss not to mention them. Obviously, the Yankees have been really good since the All-Star break, third-best record behind the Brewers and the Rays. But the Rays are sitting there. Now they're in first place. They're only at minus 120 to win this division. One and a half over the Red Sox. Now the Red Sox are going to get Chris Sale, it looks like, and they are going to get Kyle Schwarber off the DL. So there is, or the IL, as they say now. So there is there is help on the way. Rays minus 120? Red Sox plus 120? Or Yankees at 10 to 1 with apologies to the Blue Jays at 17 to 1? What's the best bet among those? 
for me, I would I would be putting my my toes back in the water with the Yankees here at ten to one. I think I think that number comes down, and again, it, it for me the second half of the season pretty much comes down to scheduling, and uh, they have a pretty not necessarily advantageous, but they have enough games against uh, their their opponents, their AL East opponents down the stretch that they could make a late run for the division. I'd probably be an intent to one as opposed to laying one of these short favorites. Yeah, and again, I'll, I'll say what I said earlier. The nice thing about this time, August 2nd, is that there's still two months of baseball to be played. Like, there's there's enough runway for this to be sort of leisurely almost, right? It's not this harried thing at this point for these bets. Baseball is the season is interminable, as we all know. Um, okay, what's the what's the club that we're not talking enough about, maybe beyond divisions, but I'm talking about pennant and World Series. Obviously, the Dodgers are the team most built to win this. We've always thought that. We always knew that even if they, you know, languished at all, they could always re-up with guys. That's exactly what they've done with Scherzer and and, uh, Turner. Um, Are we forgetting about, I don't know, the Brewers maybe? The Astros? Who's, Who's the team where you're like, I don't know, if they're in the postseason and they will be, that's still a team where their makeup is such that they could actually go very far. I like I like the Brewers. They have three three elite starting pitchers, a strong bullpen, very strong infield defense. You know, it's, it checks off a lot of boxes for me for a playoff team, especially you know when you get those three starting pitchers, Burns, uh, Burns Woodruff, and Peralta in a seven game series. It's uh, something to think about. But uh, you know, I'm I'm not confident they would beat the Dodgers. I am I am confident that they're probably the second best team in the, the NL right now. Um, but beyond that, who are we not talking about? I guess you mentioned the Astros. I think the Astros are pretty well well known. You know their strengths and weaknesses. The the White Sox have quietly built a, uh, a strong team after uh, just kind of being written off early and people wanting Larusa fired. The uh, it seems like everything's come together there. Last thing, because I, I want to get to the awards. But the Giants have the best record in baseball still. They just came off beating the Dodgers uh, three out of four and then two out of three. So five out of seven um, against the Dodgers. They just took two out of three against the Astros. Chris Bryant, as you mentioned, just in the fold, 66 and 39. I don't know that there's a bet to be made here on the division at uh, just two to one at plus 200 because the Dodgers do lurk three games back. And like I said, there's a lot of baseball to be played. Is there a bet at all on the Giants? Like, are they the opposite of the Brewers where they are not set up in the postseason nicely? Like, is this a is this just a great regular season story, basically, to you? No, I think at this point you have to look at them as a playoff team. Um, the bet I would make if I was really looking to get some exposure to the Giants making the playoffs and remaining good at this point with uh, Tatis possibly injured and maybe back in 10 days, maybe not, if you have yes-no playoff odds, no playoff for the Padres. It got as high as ten to one before uh, before Tatis got injured. Now it's down to three ninety, which isn't as great. Not not a not an amazing bet, but uh, I really don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. I've, I've been pretty adamant about that, even even when Tatis was, he- was healthy. So because because you broke up a little, no, the Padres no to make the playoffs. No, yeah, Padres no playoffs. Okay, 
that's the bet to make if you want to sort of get in on the Giants in a in a way that uh, doesn't otherwise avail itself by making bets on the Giants directly because those numbers aren't as aren't as fun. Okay, let's get to some season-long awards because we check in a lot on this and we haven't talked in a while, so I'm curious. Let's start with the National League. Let's go to the National League Cy Young. I alluded to this briefly with Paul Spore earlier. Jacob deGrom now out till September, and again, we don't know at what point in September he'll be back, but he has fallen to 6-1. to one. That's the sixth shortest shot on the board now. Walker Bueller at 3-1. to one. The aforementioned Corbin Burns plus 375. Brandon Woodruff 4-1. to one. Kevin Gaussman of the Giants at 4-1. to one. And there's the Philly Zach Wheeler at plus 475. Uh, DeGrom's at 6-1. to one. Do you not make a bet on DeGrom here hoping he comes back in early September? I, I've seen DeGrom as high as 9-1 to one this morning. I'm probably out on DeGrom just because I bet a bunch on it before the season. I was fortunate enough. I got some Bueller last week before it started moving. I got like 25 to one and 35 to one, um, mainly because I just looked at the projection systems and I was like, you know, all three of them that I, I, I use had, uh, had Bueller in first place at that point. And I was like, all right, 35 to one, I'll basically take some more insurance against DeGrom and, then the news broke he wasn't coming back, which wasn't completely surprising to me. I mean, you know, he hasn't been pitching. The, sure. the Mets have been very vague about what his injury is, and he continues to be injured. So, you know, when a guy misses time with multiple, you know, multiple different, you know, starts in a season, you start to kind of worry that it's going to be a consistent thing. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of pivoting. I pivoted to Bueller there. I have some uh, burns from earlier in the season, but. I think it's it's clearly slipping away from DeGrom, and there's only so much you could do when you're not pitching to, to maintain your lead. So yep. he has to come back. He has, he has to pitch well. You know, he has to come back for September, have a .65 ERA for the rest of the season, and he'll have a shot to win. He, he will definitely have a shot to win, but, you know, it's the market has, has implied that it's it's, it's not his, his award to lose anymore. Yeah, he would have to come back in early September and then he would have to do exactly what he did before. And if he does that, he will win it to me. But he would have to come back super-duper early to have enough runway to uh, get back in the driver's seat. By the way, this has nothing to do with anything. It's just hypotheticals that gamblers talk to each other about incessantly. But me and my buddy E, we were uh, over my vacation. When, you know, when the Dodgers had gotten Scherzer and Turner, and then I, we hypothetically were like, okay, what if Craig Kimbrell, who ended up with the White Sox, of course, across town, from his previous team, the Cubs. But what if Kimbrell had ended up with the Dodgers? And I don't know how much buzz there was for this, but I threw out that if Kimbrell went to the Dodgers, you could count the number of scenarios where the Dodgers would be south of $2 favorites. Like, you'd, you'd almost have to say, okay, any game against DeGrom, home or away, uh, at Zach Wheeler and the Phillies, Maybe at Gaussman and the Giants. Like I guess the point was that you could you could actually count on two hands the number of scenarios where that would happen. Do you agree with that? If they had gotten Kimbrel, yeah, I mean it's it's hard to see the holes now, and, but with another All Star closer, obviously you know, you know they've been dogs once this season. I don't I don't expect to see them dogs maybe more than once the rest of the season. Just uh, it's a testament to the juggernaut they've built that it could be priced like that. It's unbelievable. Didn't happen, but that would that was fun to talk about anyway. All right, National League MVP. 
This is pretty interesting now because obviously Acuna out for the season. Tatis, we don't know if he's out for the season. We shall see. Right now, though, Tatis Jr. is the favorite at minus 145 with the expectation that he will come back. Trey Turner, plus 325 is the second short shot along with his new Dodger uh, teammate. Now the Trey Turner's with the the, uh, Dodger Blue at plus 475. That's where Max Muncy is at plus 475. Uh, Freddie Freeman at plus 750. DeGrom at 15-1. to We can just forget about that. Then everybody else is 50-1 to or longer. Now, there are some names out there that are pretty interesting. I'm curious what you would bet right here, right now. All right, so I'm going to split this into two groups. I'm going to tell you the, the odds that I find compelling at these prices. And these are bet MGM numbers, so keep that in mind. Um, Juan Soto, hundred to one. Manny Machado, hundred to one. Justin Turner, hundred to one. Um, if I wanted more exposure, I would probably be looking at those guys at those numbers. Um, I'm 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 not interested in adding Trey Turner at three to one or three twenty five or whatever you can get him at. I actually looked it up just for uh, just to look it up and see see if uh, there was anybody who'd ever done this, but. No player has ever been traded midseason and won the MVP playing for two teams in the same year. I, I don't expect Turner to break that. So I'm out on him. I'm already in on Muncie. I'm in at 50, 70, and 200 the one on Muncie. So I'm very happy with that position. Uh, I'm not going to play any Tatis at minus 145 or minus one anything. If he if he becomes a dog, I might take a little bit on him just as like an insurance bet. I missed I missed the good numbers with Freddie Freeman. He was as high as fifty to one, down to about seven and a half. And then you got you know Nick Castellanos has been injured, kind of fading. I don't think he's coming back. Crawford no longer the best player on his own team, unfortunately. Buster Posey he has some good numbers actually, but I I can't see Posey winning it. Can you, Gil? I mean no. I cannot. No. No. You you said something there very interesting. Sorry to interrupt. But the the Brandon Crawford thing, not being the best player on his own team, does that apply to a Tatis Scherzer thing? I get it. One's a hitter and one's a pitcher. But can you win the MVP if you're not the most impactful player on your team, even period if the other guy's a pitcher? It's it's an interesting argument. But then how does that apply to the Dodgers? And then, you know, all the Dodger guys, just who's the best player on the Dodgers? You know, and then you start saying, well, who's, how come Max Muncy? Muncy won MVP. And then, well, has Max Muncy been the best player on the Dodgers this year? He, he actually might be. So, you know, other than the pitcher, uh, pitchers, obviously. And Dodgers might end up winning multiple awards. So it's, it's an interesting proposition. I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm just really happy to have a large position on Max Muncy. And two months left, there's, there's enough time to sort of maneuver if uh, if he takes a step back, but but I do think, like I said, there's some compelling numbers out there in the hundreds to one for guys who can step up for the final two months. Soto, Machado, and Turner basically at a hundred to one. Interesting, and you know what this uh, reminds me of, Jason? It harkens back to before the season even started, and you were the guy who brought this up. There should be a prop for NL Cy Young and for NL MVP where you put the Dodgers, all the Dodgers pitchers versus the field for Cy Young, and all the Dodgers hitters versus, not all of them, but a handful of them versus the rest of the hitters in the National League. And here we are in August, and it's kind of gone back to that. 
where it's Bueller as the favorite for Cy Young, Trey Turner just behind Tatis now as the second shortest uh, for NL MVP. We'll do the American League next with Jason Weingarten. We'll also talk Olympic baseball. More right here on the Numbers Game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Back on A Numbers Game, just like the man said. Um, Jason Kahn, producer number seven, is here as well. Gil Alexander. Uh, Jason, uh, whose first name we talked about earlier is Ira. This is your uh, this is your Uber uh, rating right here, 4.97. That's right. I'm pretty good at it. Wow. Man, that is good service. Good for you. I think Bill gave me five stars. <laughs> He better have given you five stars after this. <laughs> Calling Bill out on this. And he tipped you. How much did he tip you, Jason? An appropriate amount? 
10 bucks. Oh, well, how much? How long was the ride? How much was the whole thing? It was just a ride to Wal uh, Walgreens or whatever. It was just, mm. yeah, it was close. He must have figured out it was you at the end. He was like, I better give him 10 bucks <laughs> and they're going to shame me. Uh, Jason Weingarten is here from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. At Spreadopedia is where you can follow him uh, on Twitter. Let's go to the American League, Jason. Talking awards, what bets you ought to make. Um, by the way, do you have any picks today on a shortish MLB slate before we do these? I have not bet any MLB yet today, just mostly because I've been so preoccupied with the overnight Olympic stuff. I've been I've been on a, a night schedule Tokyo hours for the last five, six, seven plus days. Um, <laughs> little little weird. I wasn't planning on that actually. Yeah, we'll we'll have to talk about that next week once it's all clear. Yeah, because there are things we don't want to talk about. All right, uh, American League most valuable player. Shohei Otani all the way to a seven dollar favorite now, minus seven hundred. Vlad uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. plus four fifty, and then everybody else is fifty to one or longer. So it's been a mano a mano. Now it's you know one guy way ahead of the other. What I mean, I actually brought this up before the break, where I was coming up with scenarios as as uh, gauche as it was to say, okay, like when would Shohei Otani's season, a la Jacob Degrom. Right. When would it have to? We talked about this with uh, Mellow Ball in basketball for Rookie of the Year. Like, okay, he played 41 games. Does he have to come back to win the Rookie of the Year? Shohei Otani, basically, it's un unless he gets hurt, I mean, he would have to completely collapse if he's playing baseball to not win this, right? I'm not sure, even if, if he got hurt, that he wouldn't win MVP at this point. I mean, he hit 35 home runs and has a hundred strikeouts before, before August 1st, you know, there's just really, we ran out of stuff to say about him really. You know, I think he's putting together one of the best seasons in modern baseball history. Even if he took the last month off for some reason, I don't think it would really change anything at this point. I remember when it, it and I know you have, what's the best number you have on him from before the season? 33 to one. 33, maybe 35, but probably 33. Again, what was so funny is when we did the uh, mid-season Beating the Book podcast, uh, Beating the Book, where all podcasts are distributed, and uh, we had Vaskirjan, Matt Vaskirjan on with Jason and with Paul Spore at the beginning of the year, and then Paulie and Jason were on for the mid-season, and we, and we went back and looked at or some of the stuff that we said before the season started, and you, when talking about Shohei Otani for MVP, you're like, I have a 33-1. to one. I see there's a 50-1 to one out there. I don't know if I want to add more. Well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> it was just so nonchalant. This was way back in, uh, in March. Uh, and I remember when his number was crashing, I got about the last four to one in town. And I remember this is, a, this is always the thing with betting. People are like, oh, well, you missed the best number. But I'm so happy to have that four to one. I, I mean, the, the plus 400, I can't even tell you right now. Like, I, I love having that ticket, just waiting on that. Um, but interesting that you think that even if he didn't play the last month of the season, this would, be still, this would still be his to win. American League uh, Cy Young. Because this is definitely, this was definitely the most competitive of all of them most of the year. And that has everything to do with the Garrett Cole fall off post sticky substance crackdown, if you will. Lance Lynn is the short shot at Bet MGM plus 110. Cole now plus 185 after being in minus territory for really the entire year up until here, up until recently. Carlos Rodon, who has been my pick at plus 350, and then everybody else 35 to 1 or longer. Is there a bet to be made here currently? Shohei, by the way, 66 to 1. 
I'm a little bitter about this market because I had Lance win 100 to one last year, and he, he wasn't remotely close to that this year, and now he's the favorite. So I'm a little bitter. Um, mm-hmm. Besides that, I, I took a couple stabs on this market. I took some Chris Bassett. He's he's kind of just right there in the the second wave of guys. <clears throat> I have some money on Zach Granke. I'm pretty sure that's dead. He uh, pitching well. He's gonna have 200 innings, but not going to have any of the numbers that you look for for a Cy Young pitcher, so wrote that off. I don't like Rodon. I think I think Cole's the guy. I'm, uh, I'm, I'd say Cole still. Really? Still Cole at plus yeah. 185? Okay. Uh, by the way, Jason, uh, Khan, were, were the NL MVP numbers up here at BetMGM as well? Where were those courtesy of? Do we know where those were? Those were BetMGM? They were. Everything was MGM. Okay, when I looked this morning, it wasn't there. So all of those courtesy of BetMGM. Uh, Jason, hang out for one more if you would, because I want to talk uh, about all your nocturnal Tokyo activities. Well, not all of them, but specifically about baseball. Team Israel on the brink. We made some money on that. We'll see what Jason has to bet here. Moving forward, coming back, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Look at that. Over 100 pages of analysis. That is some good stuff from Matt Eumanns and crew. The College Football Betting Guide again. Out now. Pro football coming soon. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate this. This is from uh, 702 AJ. 702 underscore AJ. Uh, Bill AD getting pub on VEASAN with Gil and producer number seven. And then Bill AD responding, uh, most of my Uber drivers are uh, numbers game fans anyway, so I didn't think anything of it. Ha! Huh. Covering himself or not knowing you, Jason. David Shalifor, uh, producer number five through seven, had to provide a united front so as to not leave an opening for a foreign takeover from Andy McNeil. Perhaps true as well. Sean Higgs showing a uh, photo of uh, the Slow Gem CD, <laughs> which has a life of its own. They didn't do the love zone on primetime action, did they? Uh, what if I told you that this guy was going to show up for hour two and spin classics from the Cover Girls expose and a special in-house live? Color me bad. I want to sex you up. Will that be something you'd be interested in? That is not going to happen, Sean Higgs. And then here more to the point. Mickey Moran, could you get Jason's Olympic picks for tomorrow? Well, as a matter of fact, I think we can. Jason Weingarten, one more segment here at Spreadopedia for under cloud of smoke somewhere in Southern California. What are you betting Olympics-wise that people can uh, bet today or beyond, sir? Let's see. I'm looking through the schedule today. So pool play, pool play just ended yesterday. It was the last day of the, the pool stuff for women, I think. No, it was men's yesterday. You know, days get mixed up at this point. Um, so tonight, got baseball. We got another Israel game, Gil. Israel yes. the Dominican Republic. That's the, uh, that's the highlight of my night at 3 a.m. <laughs> Me too, by the way. And I'm not joking. Uh, so here's the thing. For those who have not followed uh, Olympic baseball, it is a, you would agree, Jason, it's a, it's a funky format, right? Like I can't really 
figure it out much. All the, the only, there's only six nations represented. Four get to the semis, clearly. Uh, so only two get eliminated. Mexico has already been eliminated. Israel beat them 12 to 5 as $2 dogs the other day to eliminate Mexico. Mexico didn't end up winning a single baseball game. So Israel, Dominican Republic tonight, the loser is the other team out? Yes, loser. This is an elimination game. And if you've noticed, Israel basically has like one set of pitchers that they can rely on to get them through a game, which which isn't to say anything about their other guys, but it's just the truth. They have they have a couple guys that are competent pitchers, a bunch of guys who are, you know, just there because they need to fill out the roster. And as was clear last night, they, they basically had to punt the game. Yes. They just weren't gonna be able to, they weren't gonna be able to compete and you know, they're gonna have their guys, their their best pitchers, Jake Fishman, he's a triple A guy. Um, I think he's on the Marlins, which is ironic, his name is Fishman. Um hey, oh. there's another guy Josh Josh Zide, he's uh he's an old old pro. I think he's a Cubs rehab coordinator now. Get an inning or two out of him if you can. And you know, you just kind of hope you can uh put together a team. I do think Israel could beat the Dominican Republic. Like, yeah, you know, I look I look at the Dominican Republic roster. They have guys like Juan Francisco. Like nobody can convince me that Juan Francisco is better than a, you know, 37-year-old Ian Kinsler in the middle of your lineup. Right. Um, and that was basically my thing with Mexico too. Like everyone, I was like, how is Israel a two, $2 dog to a team with Adrian Gonzalez starting at first base? Like, are we, are we serious about this? You know, like did anyone look at the, the Mexico roster and, and really just check to see who's playing? Um, I, I feel the same way about the Dominicans. You know, Israel has a competent catcher, which is important. You know, a guy who can call a game also went to my high school. Um, good outfield. Oh, nice. You know, they, they had, they have pieces. Yeah, there's two. There's actually two guys from my high school on Team Israel that were both there when I was there. It's actually it's pretty cool. Not just because you know I'm Jewish and I like Israel, yeah. but <laughs> yes. I have two, two guys. I feel like I should enter my high school. Yeah, I feel like I should interject, Jason, for two things. One, Jason and I are not just making a bet because we're all in the tank for Team Israel. We are we are making a bet at uh, specific times in this tournament when we legit feel there is value on Team Israel. Team Israel not comprised of Israelis comprised of Jewish American ball players who uh, by Olympic rules can represent team Israel. We remember this from the world baseball classic a few years ago. So when Jason says a couple of these guys went to his high school, he ain't lying. He didn't go to high school in Israel. He went to high school in Southern Cali. <laughs> so who are the two again? Uh, Ryan Lavarnway and Blake Galen. And they were, uh, yeah. they were state champions baseball players. So and they both had big, big, long, you know, 15 year triple A careers and, uh, Lavarnway has you know been in the majors a couple times, so yeah, I like I like rooting for them. It's, it's fun to watch people you went to high school with compete at the Olympics. If, if somebody from my high school was on a field hockey team or shooting or archery, I'd I'd stay up and watch that too. Yeah, I know you would. And again, we'll talk about that next time. But uh, Danny Valencia, who some people might remember from the Oakland Athletics, among other teams uh, in the Israeli lineup, and as you mentioned, Ian Kinsler, nice to have in the middle of that lineup as well. So, what is the price? on Team Israel that you would need to bet them against the Dominican Republic tonight? I see plus 225. I think that's uh, that's probably reasonable price. Might might get a little bit higher. I don't think you need to like rush and bet this now for a 3 a.m. game. I, I would expect if, if any line movement comes, it's probably going to just be people piling on the Dominican. I don't think, I don't think tons of sharp money is going to be betting Israel 
early in Olympic baseball. I would I would imagine not. And and also the, I noticed these lines come out very late, right? Just generally speaking, they come out closer to game time. Have, do you see a plus two twenty five, or are you or are you saying that's the price you would need? No, no, I see I see the lines starting to come out. Oh, you do. There. Okay. Uh, yeah, I see the lines out. Okay, uh, and that's three a.m. Pacific tomorrow morning. Three a.m. Pacific. All right, so. Yeah. So to, so when we get here on a numbers game tomorrow, just like this USA-Japan game this morning, that game ought to be wrapping up. So we might be uh, following our bets. Anything else besides that that you would like to share that you're betting on the Olympics currently in our last minute? I don't have a game today, but I'm waiting for the line to come out on the women's field hockey quarterfinals so I can bet on Team India again. And my new favorite player... Vandana Kataria, who has won me an obnoxious amount of money for women's field hockey. They were 18 to 1 dogs yesterday and they upset Australia. I'm looking forward to laying them again in their next game. Yes! And I will not ask you who your old favorite player was, since she's your <laughs> new favorite player. That's awesome. We'll talk more. Uh, we have some other Olympic shenanigans to tell you about, but we can't tell you about that. We'll talk about that next week on the show. Jason, appreciate that. And go Team Israel. Get to the semis. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. We'll talk. I'll be back soon. Jason Weingarten, everybody, at Spreadopedia. Again, who likes those long shots for NL MVP as well. We'll come back. Wes Reynolds will join us. Let's talk about Carson Wentz, the curious case of Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. Is there a bet to be made where you might otherwise never have thought to make one. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Like Summer Fridays? Well, you're going to love Summer Mondays at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, with BetMGM's Money Monday Club. A $10 free bet will automatically be added to your account when you place a total of $50 in wagers between Monday and Sunday. You'll wake up to a $10 free bet every Monday just for betting $50 during the previous seven days. Simply take advantage of BetMGM's Boosted Odd Specials, unique parlay offers, daily promotions, and live betting action. When you wager total reaches $50, you're guaranteed to receive a $10 free bet to use any way you'd like. Download the BetMGM app or visit BetMGM.com to be a part of the Money Monday Club. Get rewarded for your bets every week at BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler promotional offer not available in nevada didn't even get to this uh evander kane story today um evander kane over the weekend san jose sharks evander kane uh this from uh david purdom and others at espn uh there was an allegation made by his wife that the sharks forward uh kane himself bet on his own games and intentionally tried to lose for gambling profit and, of course, the NHL, the league, said Saturday night on Twitter that it was made aware of the social media post and plans to conduct a full investigation. Anna Kane, Kane's wife, Anna, posted in a story on Instagram, quote, how does the NHL let a compulsive gambling addict still play when he's obviously throwing games to win money? Hmm, maybe someone needs to address this. Then she added, quote, can someone ask Gary Bettman how they let a player gamble on his own games, bet and win with bookies on his own games? Wow. They must have a great relationship, huh? Uh, Evander Kane, of course, has uh, come out himself to now deny all of this. Uh, remember, by the way, there was this thing where he owed the Cosmo. He had a $500,000 marker at the Cosmo that they alleged uh, wasn't paid some time back. But uh, Evander Kane, uh, just to be uh, thorough here, his response, uh, he said, Unfortunately, I would like to address the completely false, capitalize these false, accusations that my estranged wife and soon-to-be ex-wife has made against me. Even against the advice of my legal team, I feel strongly that the public and fans uh, hear this directly from me. I have never gambled, bet on hockey, never gambled slash bet on a Sharks game, never gambled slash bet on any of my games, and never thrown a hockey game. Anyway, it goes on and on and on, getting ugly. Uh, but certainly we will follow that story because this is a, a curious thing with the legalization of sports betting. Remember the, uh, the, the folks that were always against it. This was what they were always worried about. But this, uh, you know... Seems like an awful relationship between these two, obviously, and who knows what is true and what is not, but they will investigate, and the NHL has said they will investigate it to the hilt. Let's bring in Wes Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen. He is the co-host of Long Shots, the greatest golf betting show there ever was. He does it with Brady Cannon and, of course, hosts multiple shows here at the network. You can follow him at Wes Reynolds 1. That's the number one. Coincidentally, ladies and gentlemen, it's Wes Reynolds, also host of the uh, Green Zone back in the day. How you doing, Wes? I'm doing well, Gil. How are you? I'm doing very well. I want to shift here. You're an Indiana native. And while I was gone, 
Uh, Carson Wentz with another injury. And I want to get this right just to... Uh, to give the extent of the injury, this was uh, first reported, or I believe first reported, by, um, was it Ian Rappaport? But basically, Carson Wentz, and we don't know what the story is with him right now. Actually, it was Michael Silver who followed up by saying, I'm told the Wentz foot injury involves a bone and a ligament. Colts have been hoping for better news, are bracing for possible surgery. Since then, we have gotten it, it sort of, you know, eased off, and, and the word is that he's not going to have surgery, he's just going to do some rehab. Bottom line is, Wes, we don't know what Carson Wentz's story is. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't know if it's, you know, not a big deal or if it is a big deal. And I guess my question to you is this. At any point in this, when the injury news first came out, did you ever think to yourself, well, A, I wish I had a Titans bet to win this division, the AFC South. But more interestingly, two, did you ever think to yourself, huh, maybe there's a Jaguars long shot bet to be made here? Yeah, exactly. I think the Colts now kind of find themselves in a pretty uh, tenuous situation. The fact that you didn't have a lot behind Carson Wentz. All you have behind him right now, you have Jacob Eason, who is the number four uh, four round pick there in 2020, who hasn't taken a snap in an NFL game. And then you have Sam Ellinger, who they drafted out of Texas this year in the sixth round. They just signed Brett Hundley over the weekend. So it's like, okay, you, the cupboard's pretty bare in terms of experience. So what I thought when this news first broke on Friday, Gil, I thought, okay, you know who does make sense? It's not the greatest option, but he does have a history with Frank Reich. I was thinking, okay, Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles obviously is looking for a place to land right now, being that he is the number three pick in Chicago, so, or the number three uh, third-string guy in Chicago right now behind Dalton and Justin Fields. So I thought – Okay, maybe this makes sense. He and Frank Reich won a Super Bowl together. Nick Foles, this isn't his first rodeo replacing an injured Carson Wentz. So we get to see the sequel if the Colts elect to do that. But And Nick Foles, he really doesn't cost a lot either. He's getting $4 million in salaries this year. So if the Bears can find the Colts to be a willing trade partner and get that deal done with Chris Ballard, then – you go ahead and, and do the deal, and it's $2.6 million, I believe, in dead cap. I don't know all the different legalese with the contracts. Michael Lombardi can explain that on his program. But, you know, the Bears, I think, would like to see what they could get for this guy. It's probably going to be a couple mid-round, a mid-round pick or something like that. But the Colts definitely need to do something because this is a team that you would expect is going to be a playoff team. They've got a lot of pieces in place. They've got a very good offensive line although they've got some injuries at least here in the next couple weeks with Ryan Kelly. Quentin Nelson apparently tweaked something today in camp. So, you know, they've got the pieces there, Gil, and it's pretty much kind of a coin flip with them in Tennessee, I think, in the AFC South. Tennessee now the slight favorite on the Wentz news, but I got to think the Colts are going to do something. I don't think Brett Hundley is necessarily the answer here. No, and with apologies to Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason, probably not them either, because that, that was the first thing I thought, and this is an unpopular opinion, but I have said this more than a handful of times throughout the years here on a numbers game. I like Jacoby Brissett a whole bunch more than anybody else seems to, and he was their backup quarterback, and they let him go. He's a Dolphin now. But I just think to myself, the, the year after Andrew Luck, when Andrew Luck retired, the Colts were like ahead in 12 of their 16 games into the fourth quarter. And I've never, like, I really do wonder if, if you give them truth serum right now, if they're thinking to themselves, boy, oh boy, I really wish we had Jacoby Brissett on the, on the roster right now. Because as Chris Collinsworth says, 
The most important position in the NFL is is quarterback. The second most is backup quarterback. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm the only. I feel like no one is saying, "Boy, they should have kept Jacoby Brissett." But maybe that's just me. Well, Bill uh, or Gil, let me uh, go ahead and break some news here. This from Frank Reich, uh, who just confirmed to the media gaggle at Colts camp that Carson Wentz will be out five to twelve weeks now due to his foot injuries. So wow! This was dating back to high school. Over time, a broken bone apparently came loose and caused the pain. So this from the numerous Colts reporters, uh, Mike Wells of ESPN, Stephen Holder of The Athletic, they're at Colts camp today at Westfield, Indiana. So Carson Wentz now out five to 12 weeks. He's going to have this procedure today, later this afternoon. So uh, we'll see who's going to be the replacement now. Now the sense of urgency has happened for Indianapolis. Yeah, but now think about that. And thank you for breaking that right here on the show, Wes. Five weeks okay, you're getting back, uh, if not right at the beginning of the season, right after that. 12 weeks, you're almost missing half the season. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to think that they have to do something. Uh, Now, everybody is is saying Jimmy G and whatnot because Trey Lance has been getting rave reviews in 49ers camp, but I still think Jimmy G is your starter week one. I don't think that they're just going to write part with him right now. Uh, you know, and just go to Trey Lance immediately. So Colts got to see what's out there. And like I said earlier, I think Nick Foles would make a lot of sense. We'll see if Chris Ballard and Frank Reich want to do that. But, you know, 12 weeks, if he was going to miss the first, the opener, the second week, because we know the line has already been adjusted and pretty much moved on air for Seattle week one. That is the Colts home opener. And I think the Colts were about two-and-a-half-point favorites. Now they're one-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think that was at Circus Sports. They've already went ahead and moved the number. So I fully expect the rest of the books to follow suit. Breaking news, Carson Wentz, 5 to 12 weeks. Uh, that's a big difference, 5 versus 12. That's for sure. Completely perhaps changing the trajectory, obviously, of the Colts season. And that's what I'm saying. Like Anybody who downplayed this, don't downplay it could be the story of their season, quite frankly, in Indianapolis. Uh, we only have a couple minutes left, Wes. You're always betting on lots of random things. You betting any Olympics? Did you bet Xander Shoffley in Olympics golf? Did you bet any of that? I got him a little bit live after round one. He was not a pre-flop selection. My closest guy was Paul Casey. He was part of that seven-way playoff for the bronze medal. That was, uh, <laughs> that was really bizarre to watch that on Saturday night. Because Rory Sabatini, the uh, the quote-unquote boy from Bratislava, of course, he's now playing for Slovakia, even though we know he is from South Africa. So he changed that to be able to play in the Olympics. And look, it worked out. He shot 61 and got a silver medal, nearly chased down Xander Shoffley. So, you know, it was kind of expected. I think Xander does really well in these lower field, no-cut events. And that's where he's gotten most of his wins on the tour. He certainly did it again, and then uh, Tiki Band gets the bronze medal over Colin Morikawa. They were kind of the last two standing for that bronze medal, but I thought it was a really cool event, and I think it's going to get bigger and bigger. The women are playing this week, and it's a very stacked field at the top, so you know, these guys go back and say, look, this Olympic experience is amazing, guys. You shouldn't, you know, bow out of it. You should go ahead and participate in it, but yeah, I've been betting some Olympics, some basketball, I like having the swimming live in prime time here in the United States, so that makes it obviously more bettable when you can watch it. Now we have the track and field events. Most of the finals actually are on during your show, Gil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of being live, we have to wait about 16 hours, unfortunately, to watch it in prime time, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wes, always a pleasure, man. Um, no air supply today, but we'll forgive you. We'll do that next time.
Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Wes Reynolds, everybody, at Wes Reynolds 1. Here is a tweet based on uh, what Wes was talking about. This is from uh, Stephen Holder. Breaking Frank Reich says Carson Wentz had an old foot injury dating back to perhaps high school, according to doctors. Over time, the broken bone came loose and caused pain. The decision has been made to undergo surgery and remove it. So surgery is happening for Carson Wentz. Five to 12 weeks. Again, if it's five, maybe you miss the opener. Maybe you get back for the opener. If it's 12, you're talking about a half season of football. Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. It's Gil Alexander. Thanks for listening this morning. We appreciate it. Good luck with all your bets. The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi next. Right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.